word vineyard or vine is mentioned over 12 times in today's readings, a good indication that this is important. This is obviously metaphorical language. What does the vineyard represent? The people of Israel, God's chosen. Who does the owner of the vineyard represent? God. Who is the vine brought out of Egypt? Jesus is the vine, and vines are pathways to life. There are several scripture passages in the Old Testament regarding vines as metaphors for false or corrupt leaders of God's chosen. In the book of Deuteronomy, the leaders are told, you are the vines that come from the vine stock of Sodom. Ouch. In Jeremiah, they hear, yet I have planted a choice vine from the purest stock. How then did you turn degenerate and become a wild vine? Again from Jeremiah, Many shepherds have destroyed my vineyard. Sadly, we are seeing in real time further destruction of God's vineyard. When we were in Israel, we were astonished to learn that faith practices across the board, Christians, Jews, Muslims, have been in severe decline for decades. This is a worldwide phenomenon. And when we walk away from God, when we push God out of our societies, out of our homes, out of our lives. The only thing that is left is ruin, chaos, and war. And it all starts at the top. It all starts with our leaders. God rightly expects that those who are placed in positions of leadership will do so with integrity. It was true back then as it is today. Within our church, bishop, priest, deacons are entrusted to properly lead members of God's people on the right path. And failure to do so will exact a high penalty. To whom much is given, much is expected. But this warning isn't meant only for the clergy. It's meant for each and every one of us. All of us have responsibility to properly instruct and lead others to Christ. Through words, yes, but more importantly, by prayer and example. And this responsibility first begins in the home. I think of my earliest memories in hearing about God. The first time that I heard the names Jesus, Mary, and Joseph was from my mother after someone had left the kitchen light on and no one was in the kitchen. I was about five. I asked, Mom, who is Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? If you want to know why I go around turning all lights off in the church and rectory and parish center, well, now you know why. All kidding aside, my parents did engage us in the faith. God was often spoken about. Our home had a fair number of religious symbols and artwork that depicted our faith and gave rise to it. But my parents weren't perfect in the faith. They weren't perfect in following God's call to be ideal leaders. None of us are. It was actually my eldest brother who walked my siblings and I to church each week when we lived in Hartford. When we moved to Coventry, he had his driver's license, so he drove us to church. My parents were not churchgoers, but they were believers. The life of Christ was always within them. My grandfather and grandmother, on the other hand, were always in church. 
I hear stories of parents and grandparents disappointed, discouraged, and even frightened because they have adult children and grandchildren not practicing the faith. They worry about the eternal destiny. God has many ways of bringing those we love into closer relationship with him. The interesting things about vines is that they tend to grow and attach themselves to surfaces that seem to defy logic and gravity. And their growth and the places they finally reach seem to happen without even being noticed because it happens so slowly. When we finally do see it, we ask ourselves, when did that happen? That's kind of how God works in the spiritual life with purpose and very often in undetected ways. What was interesting about my mother coming back to the faith fully was that it happened slowly, by degrees, undetected by my sister or I. My sister was good about inviting my mother to Mass on an almost weekly basis. My mother would politely decline. On the other hand, if my sister invited my mother to a parish mission, or some other religious event outside of Mass, something like the Array of Hope concert that's coming up, she would go. One time I asked her, why don't you return to church? She said, in order for me to do that, I would have to go to confession. And confession only counts if I'm willing to change my ways. I'm not ready to change. A very honest and insightful response on her part. We must be willing to change our ways. I said, true, but you must miss receiving Jesus in the Eucharist. She said she did. Life went on. About 18 months later, I got a call from my mom one Saturday morning. She asked, what times does St. Mary have confessions? With some excitement, I said, four o'clock. Even though she was still capable of driving, she asked if I would pick her up and take her. Now, with great excitement, I said, sure. Her response was, now don't get overly excited like your sister, or it'll make me not want to go. <laughs> with now a matter-of-fact voice, I said, oh, okay, Mom, well, I'll pick you up at 3.30. We are called to produce fruit, to be faithful to working in the vineyard. We have confidence that no matter how much we want the good for those we love, God wants it even more. God is the one who works in our lives in ways that we may not even see or in ways that are unusual. It may be your grandchildren that God uses to bring your adult children back to the faith. It may be by some other ways you would never have considered or imagined. We don't despair. We do not become discouraged. St. Paul says it best today. Have no anxiety at all. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pray for peace in our world, peace in our homes, and peace in our hearts. Mm -hmm.